0: We follow them too, and we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. This week I'm really excited to share a new guest from across the pond. We have Imogen Pickering joining us. And I wanted to give a little bit of an overview as to why we have her on and how we even found her in the first place. And I have TikTok to thank for this. And um Imogen showed up on either my for you page or it might have been even Instagram reels. I can't remember. I'm on both of them so much. But she showed up because she had a video of her crying. Okay. Which I know sounds like a little bit different, but she was literally just being so vulnerable about how hard running businesses are as a solo entrepreneur. And she was showing basically like a compilation video or like a mashup video of all the times she had cried in the last like 30 days or whatever it was because hurdles kept coming up and they were they were hard. Things were hard. Decisions were hard. And she was just so honest about that. And I was immediately hooked. I literally... On that video, I'm not joking. First of all, it went absolutely Mm -hmm. viral, okay? She got millions and millions and millions of views. Um, But I was hooked. I went in, I took a look, and I was like, damn, her branding is really good. And her, like, image and apparel at the time was still running, and that looked really cool. And she did such a good job talking and communicating about her story or her brand and, I guess, the stories that came from that. And I just thought that she was, like, one of the most personable founders who was not trying to be something she's not. She was just so honest. And so
1: we were like, all right, we need to get this girl on the show. Yeah. And she did not disappoint, honestly. Like she is just so open and honest about what her journey has been like. In this first episode, she takes us through literally from her high school or elementary school, one of the two, um, all the way up through university and the different things she's done to now get to where she is. And I think it's important to keep that in mind that like entrepreneurship It doesn't just like your first business you're like oh this one is great and here we go we're off to the races sometimes that happens but a lot of the time it's trial and error and i think she does a really good job at painting that picture and i just think it's an important reminder like if you want to start a business grow a business um having that mindset of like okay maybe it's not gonna be perfect right off the bat or the first thing isn't gonna stick it doesn't mean you don't have what it takes or that you're not going to be successful and so yeah it was just a great one to dive into with her. It really was. Should we get into it? Let's do it. We are back with another episode. Today we're chatting with Imogen Pickering. She's the founder of Bijou Brands based out of the UK. We found her on Instagram, loved her content, what she had to say. So we knew we had to have you on the show. Imogen, thank you so much for being here. Thank
2: you so much for having me.
1: We're super excited to chat. So, as we always do, give us the background story. What were you doing before you founded Bijou? How did it come to be?
2: Yeah, so I, I don't know, I always like to tell the full story when it comes to this. Just because I think, like a lot of um entrepreneurial journeys, are never linear um and i think there's a lot of kind of like bullshit on social media about overnight (laughs) success and like it's very easy to look at someone and be like oh they've just Got this brilliant business out of nowhere. Um, so I do like to take it back a little bit, but I'm conscious of time and I don't want to <laughs> I could talk forever
0: about my job. No, we want to so hear it all. I Go way back.
2: Really start my when I tell my story, I kind of start at school because I went to a very academic all-girls school. Um, and I was creative. So I really struggled at school to find kind of mm. figure out where I where I fit what I was good at, what I wanted to do. Um, one thing I was good at was creativity so I went to university to study to study art and then realized when I got to uni that I wasn't quite as good as uni level (laughs) to do art (laughs) but loved uni so wanted to stay um and actually by chance ended up choosing another course which was called media and communications which is where I really, that's when my kind of what I do now really kind of started. So it's very marketing, Ah. psychology, branding kind of heavy.
0: Can I ask what year this was? Like, where was this in the social media arc?
2: So yeah, interesting. So it was about, so I graduated in, I think, 2015. Okay. So when I was there, Instagram was like, really in its infancy. Um, And my kind of my dissertation my kind of final year project was on idealized advertising in magazines and how that impacted women and their emotions. Uh-huh. Um, but I've always said I would love to have been there, you know, five years later because it would have been on Instagram because I find that fascinating. Yeah. But that just that just puts into context kind of like the time that I was there. I, you know, the the main focus of what I was studying was really on, you know, beautiful airbrush pictures in magazines, which mm-hmm. are not really so much of a thing anymore um so when, when I came when I graduated I moved home and I live in Jersey in the Channel Islands which is a really tiny island um between England and France um and because it's so small the job opportunities are really limited mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to be a, in marketing um the goal eventually was to go into fashion marketing I knew I wanted to work mm-hmm. in fashion um and I kind of thought that you know I would, well I, it was definitely not an option to do here, so I thought I would move to London and and do it there. Um, anyway, so I came home and the first we have a huge finance industry here. Um, the first professional marketing role I could get was in finance, and you know after so long, <laughs> I know, it really kind of sucked my creativity. Of it was course. just not me at all, but. I was, you know, lucky enough to work for um, quite a large corporation and I headed up the branding. Like that's where I really got to understand the fundamentals of branding, the importance of it, how it worked. And I had that responsibility quite early on. So even though I really didn't like the industry, mm. I, it, it's all part of the story that kind of shaped what I do now. So um during that time, I, as I say, my creativity was just, had just been totally sucked out of me. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, didn't, still didn't really know what I was really good at. So I thought I'm going to go traveling for 18 months, do the backpacker mm-hmm. experience. reset <laughs> said yeah. a little bit, yeah. find myself, you know, and um, so that was the plan. And then as I was saving up for that, it was so I don't know what year this was probably maybe 2016 2017 and I don't know if you guys remember but there was a period on Instagram where little like lace bralettes were just popping up like everywhere Mm -hmm. like beautifully Mm -hmm. photographed they were just everywhere and um one lunch break I was like right I can make one of them I'm gonna just try and make one for fun um and so I just went to the um local market bought some lace and elastic and just one day just decided that i'd try and make one um and then that kind of spiraled a little bit out of control um i was making them for friends and then making them for friends of friends um and i thought right i want to do this properly so i got my business license and that's when i kind of officially founded my first business but i don't I don't really say that that's the start of Imogen Apparel because it wasn't, I wasn't taking it seriously. It was literally just to get a bit of extra pocket money to go traveling with. Um, mm-hmm. But it did really well. And the week before I went traveling, I was at, I actually made the same amount of money doing that as I did in my finance job. So it, it, it was gaining wow. momentum, but I think it was, it was a case of just right thing, right time. Like it was just popular at the time. Instagram was very easy to navigate. Then you had, I had influencers who had, you know, hundreds of of followers accept gifts in exchange for exposure. Like it was just, it, I just got in at the right time. Um, so then I went traveling and then after, you know, about 18 months, I decided, you know, I realized how much I missed home. I realized how much I couldn't stop thinking about being self-employed and mm-hmm. the, the potential of building this business. I thought I was making good money when I left why don't I just go home and just try and go all in and build it as a fashion brand. Um, so that's what I did. And, you know, shortly after I got home, um, I met my long-term partner and it was kind of the, the idea of London just quickly kind of Mm. just, which is it wasn't, wasn't working anymore. And I thought I have the opportunity to build this pick up where I left Mm. off. Um, but in that time of, you know, 18 months, you could then buy bralettes on the high street for five pounds. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. had just become commercialized and, you know, mass manufactured. So I had to really rethink my strategy and how I was gonna position myself as a brand to appeal to perhaps a different a different audience. So whilst I was doing that like I I had I knew I couldn't work full-time anymore I just didn't mm-hmm. want to work full-time for anyone else because I'd almost had that taste of what could happen. Um, so I then got a part-time job at a local magazine to kind of pay the bills whilst I spent half of my hours trying to build my fashion brand yeah. um, And so I did that for maybe again 18 months or so. Um and built the business to a point where I couldn't really grow it being having 20 hours of my week yeah. working with somebody else
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and my responsibilities at the magazine were growing because I'd been there for some time and you know I was just so run down and stressed mm-hmm. out and my other half Ross was like you can't you're not doing either job justice at the moment yeah. like you have to make a decision and mm-hmm. I was like when well, I'm not ready for the fashion brand to support me financially
1: um mm.
2: but it, it was it was a sink or swim situation i had to kind of like jump in so i decided to go all in you know i had some savings i could live off for a short while to kind of give me um the motivation to to build the brand to to a certain point um And then lockdown happened. (laughs) Um, So obviously, then again, I had to totally rethink my strategy. I think the first kind of two, three months on lockdown, like retail and e-commerce just died. Mm. (laughs) Like No one was spending money on anything, let alone lingerie, because Imogen Power was just lingerie at that time. Oh, it was.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, And so that, that was half the thing as well, is, you know, lockdown happened and then yeah, I was running out of savings, but my true passion was was fashion. I wanted Imogen Apparel to be a fashion brand. So anyone who's you know designed their own clothes before will know that it's a very expensive and timely process. So the kind of capital that I had in the business, I knew I wanted to put back into designing my own clothing line. Um, but then I could see my savings kind of slow dwindling. Oh, I don't want to go back into. Mm-hmm work because I've like I've left that behind um and so I was actually I don't know if you noticed where you guys are but definitely here through lockdown there's a lot of small businesses popping up everywhere Mm -hmm. everyone had this time yeah and all of these people going you know I now have the time to start the business I've always been thinking about um and i don't think i realized quite how privileged i was that i had the background that i had in marketing and you know the experience in branding because when i saw all these new businesses pop up i was like oh you're not doing it like oh like you need to do this and and and, and you're like i just i don't think i because it it's second nature to me because that was my background
1: right. i And I think that's something, sorry to cut you off, but I think that's something important that I've noticed too. It's like, you think your skills are common Mm. knowledge because they're so second nature to you, but they are for everybody else. Yeah, 100%. Um, And that became really
2: apparent to me. And especially with, I had a couple of close girlfriends who were setting up businesses. um, And I was like, let me help you. Like, let me help you build your brand. Let me help you develop a kind of visual identity. And then I'm in the same situation again, where that, then start spiraling out of control um Mm. and then i so that is when i founded bijou brands was in june 2020 um because again i was like i want to do this properly i want to you know be licensed to make sure i'm doing everything correctly um and then so i spent the latter half of 2020 kind of building both brands creating my first fashion collection um whilst also building my kind of portfolio of work with bijou um and i did that for yeah the first half of this year as well um and then after my clothing line launched i think i soon realized that like what really because it I've had to put so much work into it and i think it was soon after that like i realized like where my where I was really in tune with kind of like where my energy was best spent mm-hmm. and what, what I was mm-hmm. really feeling like so passionate about like what was setting my soul on fire and yeah. that was mm-hmm. the creative side that I loved with image and Apparel I was getting to do that every single day mm-hmm. with other women in their businesses and again, we're in the same situation where I'd built both both scenarios. I wasn't giving my full attention. I was 50, 50 50% split in both mm-hmm. situations, and I had to choose one. So it's literally as of last week, I've officially closed Image and Apparel so that I can go all in with Bijou. And now that I've got it, you know, it's got all of my time and focus I'm just I can now I have such a clear vision for the future and where I want to take it and I'm just so I'm so excited to it so that's so I'm sorry I'm conscious I've been just word vomiting for so long but every stage I think from you know being 17 18 years old has has shaped and influenced my journey to where I feel like you know I've actually got a successful secure totally aligned business but it's a you know, it's a 10 year journey that I've gone through
1: to to get here. It takes trial and error. A hundred percent. hundred percent, yeah.
0: I love it though, because I feel like that's the message that people need to hear. The chances of you finding your dream job and what gives you energy for your entire life as your first job are like slim to none, let's be very honest. And so I think people need to give themselves a little bit more grace to go try things, right? To experiment. Like imagine if you had stayed in your financial job right? Yeah. How different oh life would God, be. be depressed. I know it. I know it and I know so many people who are in that situation right now and they just don't understand that life could be better. So kudos yeah. to you for doing it not only once but twice now and who knows what's going to happen in the future but yeah. I think that's massive.
2: It's exciting. And I think as you say there's I think there's so much value in trial and error and getting it wrong and trying things like because you either stay stuck not trying yeah or you try and yeah you might get it right first time but if you don't you've got all of that data to keep trying and bingo yeah it's just it but I can see as you say it's such a it's such a it's an emotional thing isn't it especially when you've got that security to yeah, actually have the confidence to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to try this. But yeah, now I think that I'm on the cycle of just like accidentally trying things and things accidentally working out or not working out. Like I think I've kind of built that resilience that now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to move into some quick hit questions, which I think is actually going to be great. Now that we have the overview, let's go deep on a couple of specific topics. So the first okay. question we have for you, just the first couple words that come to mind, share whatever, you know, pops okay. into your head. Um what trait do you most attribute to your success?
2: Um, I think it's really, sorry, this isn't a one word answer. You might That's have already changed this with me already. I'm, I'm a talker, and I'm an over-sharer. Um, But I think it's being aware of, I wouldn't say if this is a trait exactly, but being aware of kind of just how inextricably linked my mindset is with my
1: business mm-hmm. growth.
2: Love that. And actually how, and just having that awareness and, being open to admitting that and working on that.
1: Oh my gosh. Huge. So good. Kelsey and I have talked yeah. about this a lot recently too. It's like, if you don't think you can do something, you're not going to be able to do it. If you think yeah. you do, you're going to find a way to do it. So yeah. that's a great, great answer. What gives you energy? Um, caffeine. <laughs> <Coffee>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a first. There, but-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you have to be honest. How many coffees have you had today? It's three o'clock your time.
2: Um, I've had two. I normally have max out at like three.
1: Okay.
2: Oh, it's quite bad. It's the first thing I do in the morning. Yeah. It's the first thing I do. It's y'all. what I wake
1: up thinking about. Yeah.
2: Same yes, dreaming I, I look forward to it as well. Like right. it's my little treat in the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the best.
0: Honestly, yeah. You can tell that we're getting old when that's like the bit <laughs> of joy in our day. <laughs> uh, um, we do what we can, don't we? Um uh, Okay, well, actually, I'm I'm very interested because you mentioned this was a 10-year journey. Another question that we have for you is what advice would you give to your younger self?
2: Um, I love this question. And this is something I spoke about at this event I spoke at last night. And it was just a multitude, multitude of things. Like one, it's easy to make money. Oh, I love you can, that. You can make money doing anything. And C, you don't need to be an A-star student to be earning the same as what your A-star student friends are earning now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I, I know I'm, I was trying not to comment after every single one of your answers, but I can't help myself. Um, I was listening to a real estate podcast this morning and they were like the number one flaw with investors, real estate investors, is thinking that good deals are rare. It's not true. Mm. Good deals are mm. everywhere. And you just need to trust yourself that if something doesn't make perfect sense to you, that it's not the right deal for you. And I think your advice yes. is so good. Money is easy to make, right? Yes. Don't don't stress yourself out or make decisions over pennies when there are thousands of dollars to yes. be made doing things that yes. you love. I love that. Exactly.
2: It's definitely oh I'm 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 the same as you. Like I wanted to just <laughs> start planning to a conversation. But yeah, it's it's I think I've been well well more aware recently of how many money mindset issues people have with like especially in the the world of business in terms of like how you make money how you can easily make money there is so much money in the world yeah like if you think about it like that there is so much money in the world you just need to come up with a strategy to just get more of it to come your way Mm -hmm. I like that Yes, that, oh. that's my advice to
1: my younger self <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh such a good answer oh good what's, <laughs> what's the last book you read
2: um the last book i read and i'm actually reading it for a second time oh. is the greatest secret by rhonda Byrne. so you've probably mm. heard of the secret
0: yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Everyone, when on right. their TikToks, like my favorite book or whatever it is, that's yeah. always on their list. Well,
2: I can't. I don't know if I rate The Secret. It's a bit. Mm. It's a bit kind of woo woo for me. But the, the greatest Secret is her second one, and it's and every time I try, I literally crack myself up because every time I try and explain this to my girlfriends, I'm like probably a bottle of wine down and just saying like how amazing <laughs> it is, and they're like, don't get it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I can never do it justice when I explain it. We'll just read but, it yeah essentially I think it is about kind of like disconnecting who you are from your mind and like the chatter that's going on in your mind and the thoughts that you have mm-hmm. and not, like mm-hmm. not like they're just thoughts they're not like so okay. that's why I'm reading it for a second time because I have to get my head around it yeah but yeah have you
1: read the untethered soul by Michael Singer no it's no. a very similar concept. It's one of my favorite oh, really books, like one I always go back to. And it is that idea of like once you can become a non judgmental observer of your thoughts, they lose that power over you. And you realize that this voice in your head isn't you. And it helps you kind of tap into your intuition. And hold are again? I'm going to write it down. It's called The Untethered Soul. Okay. It's a book I recommend to literally everyone. Oh, we'll
0: link it in the show notes so people can check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, what's another brand, obviously besides Image and Apparel, and then with Bijou, maybe a client, yeah. maybe not. What's another brand you're loving right now?
2: Um. So, <laughs> another conversation I had on a podcast. Um. I'm. There's a brand. There's a podcast. Um. A fashion brand in the UK called Fourth, Fourth and Reckless, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's just so cool and i just admire them so much because their marketing strategy and their mm-hmm. content strategy is flawless like i was having a conversation with a with a ghana podcast recently and i was like i fall for my own craft every single time <laughs> like i know exactly how it's working yeah. exactly how they're influencing me but they launched a they launched a collection recently and i wasn't even that fussed about like any of the pieces
1: mm-hmm.
2: but of course i Signed up for the early access, like uh, of course I signed up. And <laughs> just the way that they, the way I knew exactly what they were doing and exactly how it was working. Um, so I admire them so much because I think wow. their clothes are really cool. They and are just their brand is cool, but their content strategies was flawless. And like that, that's art to me. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. you deserve it. Every single yeah.
0: influencer I follow from the UK follows them. So you're oh, on yeah, to something. It's so good. It's
1: <laughs> and really cool. they did a collection with Elsa Hosk, right? Yeah, they do influencer collections all the time. Also, it's like my number one favorite influencer to follow. So just that alone, I know enough.
0: (laughs) I know enough. I know what I need to know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, What's one thing that you just don't understand? Trolls. Oh, my gosh. Yes. People that leave
2: negative comments on TikToks, reels, whatever. Will never understand it. Mm-mm. What I do understand it. So, uh, you know, this is something I've experienced recently with a couple of my reels going viral. And this, like, I'm just, yeah, I don't I don't get it. But then I have to remind myself that hurt people hurt people. Like mm-hmm. people aren't leaving negative. Co- like if you're a happy person and everything's fine in your life, no way would you bother leaving a negative comment on someone's like that. It's obviously coming from a place of hurt. So that's how I try and view it. But I don't know. I like to think that if I was a really kind of hurt, lost soul, that's not, that's not an outlet that I would practice. So I don't,
0: yeah, I don't don't get it either. That's a great answer. Okay. Now the inverse of that, you don't get trolls, but who do you think gets it? So
2: I not a specific person, but I think, and actually I was yeah, referencing, I'm going to reference one of your podcasts when you are talking about storytelling. And I think any entrepreneur that can understand the power of storytelling and being authentic with their audience mm-hmm. and human with their audience, like that is, that's like elite level yeah. marketing that's because you're,
0: you're just being
2: human. And like, I think that's just like the, such a powerful way of building an audience and a brand and making money is when you're just like authentic about it and showing up and saying I'm a human here like we're Mm -hmm. all human I have the same issues as you like I'm not just putting on this shiny perception of what my life is I think that is just
1: so powerful yeah yeah I completely agree and something that because in our last episode, I kind of opened up more about my mental health and was more vulnerable. And it's a little tough, but then I keep telling myself the truth will set you free. Like, it's just the mm-hmm. truth. I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to paint it a certain way. I'm just speaking my truth. And I think mm-hmm. once you have that freedom, you're like, it's just the truth. What, oh my gosh. <laughs> what could be so bad about it? Um, that's yeah. really what's helped me feel more comfortable in that. And I completely agree. Like, people want to hear the real things the real story because that's how they relate to it they're like oh this person's a human too we're all human and yeah
2: I think there's such a a a need for it as well now coming out of lockdown I think we've been starved of human connection for so long yeah that now people are craving it more than ever and Mm -hmm. you know the online space like I think is still so powerful but I think like a lot of people are looking to that coming out of lockdown as a place to connect more people um Mm -hmm. you know we've we've been connecting online for the last 18 months but I think now more than ever now that we're coming out of that space like people are just like that's the new normal now is to just be real and authentic
1: yeah and it's so refreshing I love Mm it okay, it is time to talk about our brand of the week. So this brand that we're loving is called Rainbow Mushrooms. Has anyone heard of them? I'm sure you have. They have beautiful branding, social aesthetic, all of those things that we love. But I actually started using Rainbow during the lockdown of 2021 in Toronto, which as I've talked about in previous episodes, was not a fun time for many reasons. And I came across Rainbow, And I was just reading up about the benefits of medicinal mushrooms and how they can help with your brain function. So I found Lion's Mane. I started putting it in my coffee every morning. It's supposed to help with focus, with energy. And I really do like it. The flavor, there isn't much of one when you put it in your coffee, but it is just a really nice tincture and a nice addition to your overall wellness routine. I found that it did actually help with my focus and I still put it in my coffee every day. So to give you a little more of a background on what Rainbow's all about, they're a functional mushroom company and they're on a mission to upgrade humanity with fungi. They believe that our partnership with Fungi is vital to the long-term health and harmony of people and planet. They create high-quality, intentional, fruiting body mushroom tinctures, all grown and manufactured in Canada. Okay, so that's a bit of a mouthful, but like I said, I really, really love putting in my coffee in the morning. I also have reishi that I'll put in the tea before bed if I need some help unwinding, de-stressing. Really love their products. You can use code THEYGETIT15 for 15% off your order, and there will be a code link below as well. Enjoy. I wish we had another 45
0: minutes, to be honest. I know. Like her story is awesome. And she was like, it, honestly, it just makes so much sense. You could literally see her like decision making at each point in her career and like why she made each one. I wanted to ask a million questions, but
1: she's just done so much in the last 10 years that
0: we didn't even get there.
1: I know. I know. There's so much more we could have dived dove into and i know we say this with every guest but i feel like we need to do a part two with her at some point because there was just so much good stuff in there um something i want to shout out we've been building out gift guides um with featuring brands that have been on our show or brands that we have our eye on that are doing really cool things if you're interested in supporting you know canadian brands female founded brands minority founded brands that's what we're trying to highlight Um, and also just brands doing really cool things and different types of gifts so they're on our instagram they're on our blog Um, Go check them out if you're interested, if you're trying to do your holiday shopping. Next episode with Imogen, we're diving into all things brand. I love brand. um, And so it was really cool to dive into it with an expert. Um, So stay tuned for that coming out in a few days. Can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye.